You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Cardinals fans. We are joined by the wonderful Jake Mastriani, uh, part one of the hosts of Locked On Brewers, um, uh, part of our division day here on Locked On Cardinals. So, Jake, um, good to see you. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, hey Lucas, doing uh doing great. Excited to talk about some Brewers baseball here as we get geared up for the season and quickly approaching. We're a little over two weeks away, so getting real excited. It's crazy. It seems like it seems like yesterday it was still mid February and we were dreading the, mm-hmm. the rest of, of spring. But um, this is a little bit different than my division days in the past. Uh, if you guys want to hear my take on the Cardinals, head over to Locked On Brewers today, uh, where Jake shared his interview of me. And this will be um, kind of a deeper insight to the Brewers rather than just a, a split of it. So, um, so we'll, we'll get right, in, right into it with probably the, the, the thing that um, relates our teams the most, and that is Colton Wong. Now that he is a member of the Brewers, as he was uh, signed a two-year deal w- with Milwaukee, what what were your initial thoughts, Jake, on the uh, Colton Wong signing, and what have you seen from Colton this spring that you've liked or not liked? Yeah, so um, again, the Colton Wong signing took you know it took me off guard a little bit or caught me off guard um, just because the Brewers were you know we thought anyways looking at corner infield positions because that's where the biggest need was was thinking that you know head over to first base uh and fix it that way which in you know is a really smart move by david stearns and the front office there because the corner infield market this offseason just was not very good outside of justin turner for third base who i think the brewers were were very in on very heavily but he was always going back to the dodgers everybody knew he was going back to the dodgers the brewers just kind of helped him get a bigger bigger paycheck um so you know i sitting back and looking at it now i mean i uh, obviously very, you know, like the signing very much. And I think it, it goes with what the Brewers identity is likely going to be in 2021. And that is pitching in defense um, pitching carried them in the 2020 season. Um, so I think the front office is kind of recognizing that and they've done a great job of developing pitchers. They now have, you know, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns at the top of the rotation who um, at least Brewers fans, you know, and myself believe that, you know, could be, potential Cy Young candidates this year. Mm. I, I think they're that good. Um, and then obviously their bullpen, you know, it's always strong. They, they have big arms coming out of the bullpen. So I think this, they recognize that they have the opportunity here to build around this pitching staff that they can put um, some good de- defenders behind them because b- behind, you know, Woodruff and Burns in the rotation, they have a lot of guys that aren't power arms, you know, guys like Brett Anderson and Josh Lindblom and Adrian Hauser who, Uh, rely on getting weak contact and you can go back and watch some games from Brewers last year and the defense behind them just wasn't great and it you know it cost them a lot of a lot of games because you have to play good defense behind those guys you have to be able to you know take those ground balls and get the double plays to get out of innings so I think the front office recognized that and they, they prioritize, you know, improving that defense, getting somebody like Colton Wong, who's obviously, you know, maybe the best defensive second baseman in all of baseball, as, as you very well know. Um, <laughs> and then obviously going out and signing Jackie Bradley Jr. as well, you know, who a lot of people consider to be one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. So I think that was kind of their strategy. And again, I think also it was just part of, you know, the corner infield market this offseason, again, just wasn't very good. So they had to pivot and look for other ways to try to improve the team. But uh, I'm excited about Colton Wong. I like what I've seen from him in spring training as a possible leadoff hitter. Um, 
And I know, you know, his, his offense has been kind of inconsistent throughout his career, but just in the couple of games I've seen of him there, you know, he's been able to get on base and steal a bag, um, which will be, you know, great. Been able to work, work deep counts, you know, get on base, take a walk. Uh, I think that's going to be great at the top of the lineup, you know, depending on what the situation is with Lorenzo Kane. Um, you know, even if he is healthy, you know, I, I still think he plays a max of like 120 games this year. And I, I don't know if he's that type of leadoff guy anymore. So Wong kind of gives him a fallback option as somebody that can be that leadoff guy. He did it for the Cardinals a lot last year. It makes a lot of sense for where the, this Brewers team is right now. Yeah, I want to touch on a little bit too the Jack and Bradley deal because the, the outfield as it as it stood was pretty crowded. I thought so. I thought that that Jackie Bradley deal um, it was a shock in and of, in and of itself. And, and in addition to answering that question, do you think Yelich as well will will bounce back and, and be the guy he is as we look to the outfield for the Brewers? Because I, I like the outfield for the Brewers a lot. So thoughts on Jackie Bradley and is Yelich going to do what he did last year again? Please say yes. <laughs> Um, no, absolutely not. He's going to, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. All right. Um, but no, I really, I mean, Yelich, even if you go back and look at, I went back and watched a lot of games in September last year, Yelich was hitting the ball hard. He, he was a bit unlucky. Um, but even still, I mean, he was every, it seemed like every game I went back and watched last September, he had a home run. So uh, I think he was starting to finally get there and get that rhythm. It's just, it was a short season. If you have, a bad month you know it's hard up left in the season so you know had they played a full 162 I think Yelich would have gotten back to uh, close to those career norms so yeah no worries about there NL Central be on alert Yelich is, is coming back for a huge bounce back season but the Jackie Bradley Jr. signing uh, I'm not gonna lie if you go and listen to my podcast after the signing happened I was very harsh on that deal I, I did not understand it and it was for the, the reason you talk about that Brewers outfield was already really crowded um, and I, I guess I wasn't, I'm never really high on Jackie Bradley Jr. Anyway, I always kind of viewed him as a, a fourth outfielder. Um, but you know, my opinion on that's changed a little bit with the fact that, like I mentioned, we don't know exactly what we're going to get out of Kane this year, even if, you know, he is able to, to stay healthy. Um, I doubt, you know, he's going to, he's going to need a lot of rest days. You know, again, I think he probably plays a maximum of 120, 130 games, you know, and that's without him being injured, uh, I just think that's where he's at at this point in his career. But I think all of these outfielders, you're going to be able to, to mix and match them. You could, you know, potentially platoon JBJ with Avisel Garcia, um, even though obviously looked great in spring training and has been crushing the ball. So, um, but I think all these guys are going to get there at bats. Obviously, Yelich is going to play every day, but then Council's going to be able to mix and match those other three there. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if all, all, Four outfielders, obviously Yelich, if he's healthy, he's going to play 140, 150 games. But I think all four of those outfielders could play, you know, 100-plus games each. So I think it's going to be a good thing having that that depth. I mean, if Kane does go down, you got Jackie Riley Jr., who's, you know, a, a starter in a lot of people's eyes who can jump right in and, and fill in for him. So I think having that depth, especially, you know, in this 2021 season, you know, we're Players are going to have to adjust from a short season now trying to play, go back and play a long season. Um, so guys, um, so in hindsight, I say all that to say that I've come around on the deal. Uh, I do, uh, I do like it. I think JBJ kind of fell in their lap too, right? Um, you know, he was expecting to get a big payday this off season and it just didn't happen for him for the state of the market. So I think it, it was just a situation where, you know, again, Stern's just taking advantage of the market and saw, 
a, a good opportunity and went out there and, and got it. I mean, there's a very good possibility that with his opt-out, JBJ is here for just one season and test the market again next year. So I, I think it's a, a very good move for Stearns in the front office. And they were able to defer a lot of money too. They're only play, paying him three and a half million this year. So um, it, it leaves them some space to be able to make some other moves during the season as well. So Looking at all of that, the, the signing does make a lot more sense, and I think it was ultimately a good move for the Brewers and really think they're going to have a, a very good outfield this year. Yeah, just real quick, you keep mentioning Kane's health. Is that, uh, is that just age for you, or is he dealing with an ailment right now? Well, you know, he only played five games last year and then opted out, right. so um, knew he's going to be a little bit rusty, but, I mean, he is, I believe, 35 this year, his age 35 season. He came into camp. Um, hurt his, uh, I don't want to say wrong. I think with his hamstring, he's been slowed in camp. He hasn't played in a game yet. He's scheduled to play in his first game this Saturday and they're still thinking he's going to be ready for opening day. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, the fact that he's probably a little bit rusty, didn't play much last year, getting up there in age. Um, so yeah, that's why, you know, I think he probably will get a lot of rest and we'll probably be a little extra cautious with him, at least at the start of the season. More from Jake and I in just a moment, but first I want to tell you about Built Bar. We've been talking about Built Bar for a while now, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. With low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and amazing taste, with 100% chocolate on all of its bars. And now it's time to find out which bar is best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Peanut Butter versus Coconut Puff. I'm going with Coconut Puff to vote. And again, this is to go into the enticing eight. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore or Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote. That's BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote. Also, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And be sure to check back today to see who wins today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. And then just to, to, to finish up on the... Uh, the offensive side of things, you mentioned, you know, Colton Wong taking over second base, and that surprised me because you have a guy of Keston Hira that you mentioned a little bit that <clears throat> seemed to be the second baseman and a really good hitter. Where, what are some weak spots in, in this Brewers lineup um, or, or some positions of, of concern for you right now as we near opening day? Yeah, so it's going to be the left side of the infield there at third base and shortstop. Um, going into spring training, you know, they had to battle there at shortstop between Orlando Arcia, who's obviously been the shortstop for the Brewers for a couple of years now, and Luis Urias, who they got in the trade from the Padres last year. Um, they wanted them two to kind of battle out at shortstop. Unfortunately, Urias, Urias has been hurt uh, the past uh, week plus now in spring training, so he, he just hasn't got a lot of reps. Uh, he's back now. Um, but I think he has a lot of work to do in order to win that job. Um, third base is likely going to be Travis Shaw at this point. And, you know, he had those two good years with the Brewers um, back in 17 and 18, but hasn't been that same type of player since then. I, I think the bats have looked good in spring training, but, you know, if you had to pick out a weak weakness in the lineup, it's going to be that left side of the infield and how do their third baseman and shortstop you know, hit this season. Gotcha. So then is Hiria moving over to first, you mentioned as well. Is that right? Yeah, Kesson Hiria moving over to first. 
I have no no issues or questions about him bouncing back with the bat. Obviously, had a bad year last year. My only uh, question there is, you know, does the move to first base affect him at the plate? Because he struggled a little bit in the field at first base, so you got to wonder if that's kind of on his mind and mm-hmm. um, how he's going to deal with all that. But he's been hitting the ball harder, um, a lot hitting the ball harder, a lot more here lately in spring training. So I think he'll be just fine. It's just you know whether or not the adjustments in the field go and affect him at the plate. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. I definitely think that the, that shortstop position is what w- would have been an interesting one to battle out. Cause I know that Urias is a uh, definitely a top prospect, but, but let, let, let's shift to the mound. Now you, you mentioned Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. When you put that, that Brandon Woodruff, or was either you or another locked on host of that Woodruff is a Cy Young member. I, I, I was shocked. Because I don't, I don't really see him as a Cy Young member, to be honest with you. So why do you, why do you hold Brandon Woodruff in, in such high regard? I, I mean, I've loved his stuff for years now. It's just health, really, that has held him back um, from being kind of that top guy. But I mean, he has elite type starter potential. Um, he just hasn't been able to go deep in games uh, previously. Um, in, in previous years and it seems like now is that time for him to kind of step forward you know and be that that ace of the staff the only problem is a lot of people think Corbin Burns is better than him and, and can be better than him so um, you know there's going to be that kind of competition there but uh, I mean Woodruff to me in my mind has been you know one of the the top pitchers in baseball for a couple of years now he just hasn't been able to put up the innings or the, the counting numbers for really to be mentioned in that, that same regard. I got you. He, he was the one that hit the the triple off of Kershaw on 2018 postseason. Wasn't he? Was that him? Or was that somebody else? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was Brandon. Yeah. That, whenever I think of Brandon Woodruff, that's what I think of. I think of that, that triple uh, against Kershaw. Or I think it was against Kershaw. It was against the Dodgers. Um, but, but so you, so you mentioned yeah, Burn- was a Homer, Homer off Kershaw. It was a Homer. That's right. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So anyway, so you so mentioned Woodruff and Burns. You mentioned, and whenever you interviewed me, that you thought that the Brewers rotation is top-heavy. Similar one can be said about the Cardinals. Who are some other names that might be in contention for the starting rotation for, for Milwaukee this year? So, uh, you know, obviously besides the top two there, um, coming into spring training, it was Josh Lindblom, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer, uh, fighting for really the last two spots. They, the Brewers did sign Brett Anderson, who I think is, you know, obviously going to be, Solid part of the the back end of the rotation there. So really that left kind of two spots open. And those three guys that I mentioned were battling for it. It looks like it's going to be Lindblom and Hauser. They've um, looked solid in spring training. Hauser is the guy that I think has the potential to step up and be that third guy behind uh, Woodruff and Burns at the top there. He's somebody that I think really is going to benefit from having that elite defense behind him. So he's somebody I keep plugging that that could be a breakout candidate this year. Uh, to to be a top-of-the-rotation top guy. Um, but Freddy Peralta is somebody that, you know, he struggled in the starting rotation before. They moved him to the bullpen last year, and he was lights out. Um, he's looked dominant in spring training. Um, so it's just a matter of can he transition that into the starter role? If he can, then he's got top-of-the-rotation type stuff and, you know, could be that that guy. Um, but he's just been so good in the bullpen, you know, you hate to kind of move him out of that role too because you can bring him in the six, two, three innings and just shut down another team. Um, he just, his stuff is that, that dominant. So 
Um, he's somebody, you know, if he can take what he's done in the bullpen and move that into a starter role, you know, even if he can do it for five innings, I mean, he, his stuff is just nasty. So um, he's somebody that I think, you know, has the potential and council has said he he's in competition for the rotation. So again, if he can continue to do what he's done so far and he can hold up over five, six innings, then um, he could, he could really be a good front of the rotation type starter for the brewers that, that they need to complement those top two. Yeah, I think I saw a video of him in spring training on OMB's Instagram page and just his stuff looked really nasty uh, in, in that video too. So well, let's go to the bullpen now. Obviously, you've got Josh Hader there still still locked. You're still your closer right now. Is that right, Hader? Correct, yeah. Right. And then beyond him, what, what's Devin Williams' story, the rookie of the year? I believe he's a St. Louis native. Um, so what, what's the bullpen looking like and what are, what are some names uh, that, that you're keeping an eye on this year? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Devin Williams, Josh Hader, you know, will be the top two guys at the back and they could even, you know, split save duties, you know, if need be. Uh, Williams has been slowed in spring training a little bit uh, by some shoulder issues that he had at the end of last year. So he's yet to even pitch the spring training, but should be in games here pretty soon. Um, But, you know, hopefully those two guys, you know, stay healthy and they'll be two of the best relievers in, in baseball again this year. But beyond them, I mean, the Brewers, you know, obviously do have some good, um, depth in the in the bullpen there, guys that are going to um, be solid pieces. For, you know, again, if Peralta is part of the bullpen, he, to me, is that third guy behind them that can be shut down as well. What I love about, you know, the Brewers' bullpen is they have so many guys that can go multiple innings and give you good multiples for them this year um, that's going to kind of separate them from other teams. You know, you have somebody like Brent Suter uh, who's been good. It can come in for multiple innings. They have a young guy like Drew Rasmussen, um, who they're stretching out, you know, as a starter, but could be in the bullpen too. And another, you know, somebody else that they can bring out and go multiple innings. Yeah. Um, Aaron Ashby's a prospect that's getting a, a really long look in spring training as a, as a starter. That's where he's ultimately going to be. Um, but perhaps, you know, he's somebody else they could, you know, use out of the bullpen to go multiple innings. So I really love what the Brewers are doing here. And I really think that's the way baseball is going to go as you continue to see starters who aren't able to go deep in the game. I think you're going to see a lot of teams kind of shift to this idea of having, you know, relievers that can come in and, and throw multiple innings and kind of bridge that gap to guys like Cater and Devin Williams at the back of games. So, um, again, to me, that's that's kind of the difference in this Brewers team to a lot of other teams right now is they just have those – they have those bullpen guys that, you know, aren't just going to come in and get one out. You know, they're not lefty or righty specialists – they can come in for multiple innings and just shut a team down at the back end. And that's, um, you know, that's very valuable. I'll mention one guy for the bullpen that's really caught a lot of eyes in spring training, and that's J.P. Fireisen. Um, he has looked – I think he struck out like seven guys in the three innings he's pitched. You know, it hasn't maybe given up a, maybe a hit. Um, so he's looked really good in spring training. Could be another fireballer that they uh, bring in. Um, so that's another one to keep an eye on, but the bull, the bullpen, the bullpen, you know, I have no concerns. I think the bullpens again, is going to be a big advantage for the brewers this year. One more break before Jake and I finish up the show. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing and baseball is just around the corner as opening day nears. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use the promo or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can receive that 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag or using your mobile device. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Like everybody's a fireball these days, but I'll, I'll tell you what, that combination of Williams and Hader, that could be a lethal, lethal backhand of the bullpen. I mean, I, I don't want to face that because that, that, that could be terrifying, especially if Williams is at full strength. I mean, that, that, yeah. would, that would just not, not be fun, yeah. for sure. Go and ahead. I've heard that, I heard today that Hader's, he, Hader's working on, you know, developing that change up again. <laughs> um, so if he gets, you know, that back and is able to throw that into the mix, you know, it's just going to help him be even harder to hit. So yeah, I think yeah, both could be Car- another good year at the back of the. Yeah. I think both the Cardinals and Brewers have the capability of just having some jaw, jaw dropping stuff in the back end. When you're looking at the changeups and fastballs of Williams and Hater, and then the stuff in the Cardinal bullpen as well. And I think that, you know, you mentioned at the top that the strength of the Brewers is really pitching in defense. And um, I think that the Cardinals have a pretty similar strength as well. I do think that these teams match up pretty well when you go position by position. Is there something in your mind that elevates the Brewers above the Cardinals? Yeah, again, I mean, it'd have to be that, that bullpen and not just the fact that and I guess the Cardinals have this too, but those guys that can go multiple innings. I was talking with Vidi Rutino on our podcast on Monday. You know, you look at – you can use Brent Suter as a starter and he goes three innings and then you bring in somebody like Freddie Peralta for three innings and they shut down a team for six innings. You know, that's that's an ace starter. You know, yeah. people pay top dollar for a pitcher that can go six innings and do that. And the Brewers have the ability to do that with their arms, with – how many guys that they have that can be, you know, that dominant, you know, over two to three inning stints like that. Um, And I think with the fact that, you know, a lot of teams are going to be restrictive on their starters innings this year, I think it's going to be very important to have guys like that, that can save your bullpen um, and come in and throw two or three innings out of the bullpen. And I just think the Brewers are, are set up better than most teams to handle that. Yeah, I definitely think that if, if the Brewers have a lead past the seventh inning, it's going to be hard to, to come back against it, especially with, with – uh, even if you have a starter go six or seven innings and you have five or seven guys that can close those last three innings out. So mm-hmm. um, before we get to your prediction, you, you name drop a little bit, but you have a co-host, um, and it's a, a major former major league player. So why don't you tell my listeners about your, your MLB talents on your show? Yeah, so I've been a little fortunate here. We got – uh, approached by um, Vinny Rutino, former Milwaukee Brewers player uh, who wanted to uh, join the podcast. So we are really excited to have him in. Just started uh, this week, but he's going to be co-hosting the show with me for the foreseeable future. So uh, really excited to have him on the show, kind of get that insight from a professional uh, ball player. Really enjoyed the conversations I've had with him so far. Just, you know, stuff that that I can't, you know, tell our listeners, you know, sitting in my basement, stuff that he's actually <laughs> lived being on the big stage. So it's just, yeah. it's a really great perspective uh, to get from him. So really excited to have him on the show. Really fortunate to have the opportunity to, to have him part of Lockdown Brewers. Yeah, that's super exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to to tuning in to to hear more of what he's got to say. So that's great. So so to kind of wrap up 
ending question. What what is your your elevator pitch for what the Brewers season could be? You talked you, you've hit on it a lot with the bullpen, especially, but elevator pitch for the Brewers expectations for win totals and what do you think the season series is between St. Louis and Milwaukee? So yeah, I've talked again, I've talked a lot about the bullpen. I think that's obviously going to be their strength, but I think it could be the offense again. I think it could shift back to where the offense, you know, is able to supplement the great pitching that they had last year. I mean, obviously that would be the perfect scenario, right? You get the pitching that you had last year and the offense back, back bounces back to the levels that, you know, we're hoping the levels that they've had in the, in the past. Um, and you get that. And I think the Brewers become the best team in the, in the, and I think that's very possible. I mean, we've already talked about Yelich. you know, I feel very confident in saying that he's not going to hit, you know, around 200 again this year. Um, Kesson Hira, I mean, he, the, you go up and down the Brewers lineup last year, everybody underperformed, mm-hmm. um, everybody underperformed. And you're just not going to see that again. You know, and even if you just get Yelich back to his, you know, normal levels, that's going to be a huge boost to the offense. Again, you get, you know, Kane back, you get Colton Wong, you know, you get Jackie Bradley Jr. Who's going to come in and, and give some more power to the lineup. Um, you know, you got Kesson Hira, who's going to bounce back. Avi Garcia, who I mentioned, who looks great in spring training he and again really offensively expecting him to bounce back and have a good season so the catchers for the brewers they got nothing from their catchers last year and you know omar narvaez and manny pena have been crushing the ball in spring training which it's spring training but you know if they just get anything from them this year it'll be a huge upgrade over last year so uh, offense bounces back and you know becomes a top you know 15 offense in baseball again and Again, you pair that with the pitching that they have, and I think they have the chance to be one of the best teams in baseball. So, you know, my my win total, you know, for the for the Brewers, I think they're kind of anywhere from 84 to, to 90, 92 wins. You know, I think that's pretty as, a safe window there for the Brewers. Uh, and as far as their season series against the Cardinals, uh, well, uh, can I can I cop out and say nine and nine? Is that right? They play eighteen times. So I think they play nineteen. So you're gonna you have to play go one 19. way or the other. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give the edge to the Brewers then ten nine. I, <laughs> I I think it's gonna like you said. I think it's gonna be a really fun series. It's gonna be baseball that I love to watch because I think it is gonna be a lot of good pitching and good defense, and that's what I um, really enjoy watching. So I think this the season series between them is gonna be really good. And like I said at the top, I think those are going to be the two best teams in the Central. I think they're going to be the ones uh, fighting it out all year. So really excited to to see those matchups and how they play out. Yeah, I definitely think that the, the as, as much as the Cubs fans might want to boast about how we're the Cubs, we can do this. The, the, it, it's the Cardinals and Brewers. I think that with the moves bo- that both teams made, especially with the Wong and Bradley Jr. signings for Milwaukee, the, these two have set their teams up their teams apart um and you know you can argue it's a four-team race it's not a five-team race because pittsburgh is pittsburgh <laughs> but mm-hmm. i do think that it, it is going to be milwaukee and the brewers scare me the most out of any of the other teams and i not that's not not, not hating on the reds or cubs I, I just do think the brewers have the best shot at um at catching the cardinals who are right now the the preconceived favorites so so jake this is a blast but before you go tell uh, tell listeners where they can find you and where um where they can listen to you and everything like that yeah so you can find me on Twitter at Schwartz Brewers. Again, I'll have my interview that I did with Lucas up on Lockdown Brewers, so make sure that you check that out and give it a listen. I uh, appreciate 
all of the support and listens on the podcast um, as we go through the season. Again, just looking forward to talking more with you, Lucas. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I feel like I always wrap up with, with Jeff and Sean that no matter what happens, we're going to have a good time and it, it, we're going to get to watch baseball with hopefully a little bit more normalcy than we did in 2021. So, so Jake, once again, Absolutely. thank you. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be a blast. So that'll wrap up today's show. Um, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a great day. Oh, my God.